listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnston, over here. And me, Chris Johnston, over here. With the mince pies. My favourite park in the world, Martin, is Edgeley Park. Okay. Do you know Do you know what my second favourite park is? Um, South Park? Actually, yeah. Do you know what my third favourite park is? <laughs> do you know, is? I always used to hate South Park and I've got into it recently and I really love it. Oh, it's fantastic. That's the end of the South Park chat. My, my third favourite park is Clayton Park. The, because uh, we have four ice-topped mince pies to chew over while we digest what's happened at Stockport County last to night. To rate later on. To rate later on. And what has happened with Stockport County since we last talked? Four, um, a game of four halves? A game of four, yes. Well, um, another dramatic um, last-minute equal... Well, a, last, a dramatic last-minute equaliser, another uh, dramatic last-minute goal... Uh, a dramatic last minute in the first half goal from Paul Turnbull, um, but then unfortunately an absolute tonking at the hands of Solihull. Although uh, the scoreline suggests it was a tonking, the stats suggest otherwise. That is what we'll be picking over tonight. Well, start. Let's start with last night. So a bit painful, but given that Jim thinks they're the best team in the league, um, and his comments afterwards saying that you know he thinks they could be champions. To go in at half time one nil up. I think uh, I, I think in 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 every sport in 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 being football or in 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 boxing or, or cricket or or whatever, there are levels and to to progress in in any sport and we'll stay with football for the obvious reason, you you need to if you're going to move up you need to then climatize to that level and then move up again and sometimes. It might be that you get promoted on the double bounce and you climatise. At some point, you're going to have to find your level. Um, I think Solihull at the moment are, are I agree with Jim, the, the top class team in this in this division. And County, for what it's worth, were not a long way behind them. They outplayed them for spells of that game. Um, they got shots off. They passed the ball around well. They they nulled attacks. They, they did a lot right. The difference was... Solihull were clinical in front of goal, whereas County were, I hate to say it, but County were a little bit wasteful. Um, and that's the difference. Now, County have acclimatised to the, the majority of this division, but if they're going to move up again, they're going to have to raise the game and they're going to have to, they're going to, have to be clinical a la Solihull if they're going to eventually make that next jump up. And I think that was the difference in class last night. And looking back at Saturday... Just an interesting game. Um, Jim Jim Gannon said he, he compared Solihull and Ebbsfleet um, after the Ebbsfleet game. He, he said Solihull play a little bit like Ebbsfleet. And there was a few eyebrows raised at that. But then you, you look back at, uh, at the game against Solihull and he, you know, he's not completely wrong. They, they're a big, strong physical side. They tried to close the play down whenever they could. A lot of cynical little clips and fouls. And as John Kieran referred to last night, Man City fouls, you, you know this thing that you know Pep Guardiola at the moment is being lauded as, as as one of the most pragmatic, beautiful football bosses in the world. Yet he still has this element of little cynical trips and break up plays and things like that. Um, both teams uh, were found guilty of that, but Solihull have have done it in a way where they've they've mastered how to how to layer it into their game a little bit more. And uh, I I just think. For all the huffing and puffing County did and for all the, the good football that they showed that they can do, Solihull were just able to, to go into that extra gear 
that County weren't again, weren't last night. We were talking about Saturday. Is what I asked you. <laughs> did I did I venture? It's because I'm like. So this is what it's like. Let me let me describe the audible picture for the people listening at home. Um, I'm sitting with these mince pies open in front of me. Have you ever seen it when there's a dog sitting there and you put a treat in front of it and you tell it not to eat? Well, that's what I'm sitting here like now. But um, well, uh, you know, there is a dog in this room, but there, he's killed up asleep. He's not. He's, he's not bothered. He, not interested he, in any in anything. He's being a good boy. He is. Uh, Ebsfleet. They were, they, they, you know, they, they, they were crossover qualities, but they, 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 similar to County last night, they, they are not at the Solihull level. You know, they opened up a couple of times at the back late on, whereas Solihull, once they realised that they were in the ascendancy, whereas there were spells of open play and County should have made uh, a little bit more of it, Solihull were able to close the gap, if you like. They were able to... To, to, to really just shut up shop at the back and then obviously County were coming forward looking for the next goal looking for the next goal and a couple of times they were just caught out and it led to a uh, another Solihull one so it was one of those games that uh, on Saturday that could you know if we were playing a, a higher level team it, it could have been a bit worse it was only Ebsfleet we could have got the win we, we probably should have got the win but we are a team improving Such a shame last night so you look at half time you look at the table as it stands yeah. County could have yeah, you know, being in that in that that second bracket. What is that second bracket? A playoff bracketed into two, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the way the the top two teams, similar to the Conference North, the top two teams get that bye in the so-called quarter final. But um, yeah, you, you, fo- football is full of these little frustrations. You know, if we hadn't dropped points at this game, this game, and this game, we'd you know we'd be top by a country mile. But you know, unfortunately, fine margins define the game, and and County will look back at these chances. But if the season ends with County just outside the playoffs it'll be frustrating for a lot of fans but I don't think anyone's gonna there's no pitchforks gonna be set on fire you know this is we, we are adapting to this level over the course of a season some teams are gonna look too strong for us like Solihull did last night some teams are gonna look physically testing but not enough to brush us past like Ebsfleet at the weekend and other teams we're gonna find that we're a cut above and that we're able to play a good football around so yeah, it is frustrating, but at the same time, in a realistic world, we're doing quite well. Okay, well, we're recording on Wednesday night tonight, so you're about to go off and see Jim quite late. Actually, quite late on a Wednesday night at Edgeley Park. Let's stick the interview in here. Jim, two games to pick over since since we last spoke. Uh, a draw and a defeat. A, a lot of football has been played since last week. Just just give us your thoughts over what you've seen over the last two games. Yeah, I guess we're, we're, we're a bit disappointed because we had those two morale-boosting wins against Dagenham and uh, Barnet, and it put us in a nice, solid position, and um, we've kind of not been able to build upon that with two home games, and um, uh, I was disappointed how we went about our business at Ebsfleet and allowed them to get a grip of the game, and then we found it quite frustrating to try and keep the tempo at the pace where we could get back into it. Um, slightly different against Solihull, um, made a few changes to try and compete with them. We competed really well for about 50 minutes, um, but they, they, they were able to maintain an intensity and a drive and an athleticism that just uh, blew some of our experienced players away. Did it did it surprise you seeing the 4-1 scoreline last night? Because it, it didn't feel like a 4-1 defeat. You, you could say Solihull edged it and they, they were more clinical, but it didn't feel like a 4-1. I thought County looked, looked good in, in spells. Well, I think if you look at the highlights, that'll probably be the case. And I think somebody said that we had, or we might have had mm. more shots to them, but only had one on target. You know, we, we talked off here about 
Adam Thomas's chance either to, to set up Devante or hit the target from inside the six-yard box. Belly's header. They had similar opportunities and they were buried. Um, and, you know, we perhaps could have had three or four goals um, out of our chances, but they, they took their three or four goals. And um, their quality, their crossing, the quality, their finishing, and uh, the raw game was just that, had that little bit more quality and a little bit more crispness about them. But, but perhaps that's what you pay the top dollar for. Uh, it's, it's, it's it feels like quite an obvious thing to say now. Solihull, obviously a very good team in in this division. Is is that? I feel like it's the wrong question to say. Do you aspire to be a team like Solihull? But do you think County can learn certain aspects from the way Solihull played? In that they were so clinical and they were big and strong. Um, I don't think necessarily you have to be built that way. Um, I think I think Solihull have done that. Um, and they did that last year. They were big and strong last year. One of the most physical teams, and never got out of the division, uh, and ultimately got beaten by a footballing team in Fylde. I was at the game, um, so um, it'll get you a lot of points. It'll get you in the right end of the table. Um, but I think it's not just about the physical side of it. I mean, their lads can play. Um, you know, like if you pick play like Jimmy Ball and McCallum. Uh, the big lads, the good athletes, but they've got qualities and they score goals. Um, so I, I don't think it's all about the big brutish players and the physical players and all about set plays because ultimately their quality came from their their mobility, their athleticism, their their intensity for for the for the full, full period of the game. And um, I think that uh, they're starting to come together. I think the only reason they're not top of the league is because of the way they start the season. Um, I mean, since we last played them, they've added Jimmy Ball, they've added um, Beasley, they've, they've just signed Sam Jones, another one for them. And these are all players who've been in the league last year. So um, they're, they're, they're a project that's been building for a couple of years now. Um, their budget, you know, I can't say on here, but their budget is incredible. They're close on Salford's of last year. And um, so in terms of aspiring to be them, um, I think we're in some regards, a much greater club in terms of our history and our structures. But um, they're, they're putting the money in on the pitch and, um, and they're getting the results and uh, they hope that that investment brings the reward of Football League. And um, like I said, they've been working really hard at it. And um, that's why I said off air, is that it's very unfair to compare us to them, um, you know, in terms of budgets and structures and, uh, you know, over a game, a season of 46 Games they should be above us, um, far above us. Um, but we're, we're we're kind of pleased with what we're doing, satisfied with what we're doing. Um, frustrated that we haven't got the capabilities of competing on a, if you like, a fair playing field with them. Um, but that day will come. Were there were there positives for you to pick out from yesterday? Because large spells of the game and and in Ebb's fleet with the fact that County came back so late on in the day to, to ensure it wasn't a defeat. Were there positives that you can pick out of that and say, we did that bit right, we can learn from that, this is what we need to work on? Well, see, um, I think most people would be looking at this game now retrospectively and blaming me for making changes. And that would include the players who probably think that there's one or two players perhaps didn't deserve to start. Um, people would say that we needed Sam Minahan, that we needed Jordan Keane. Um, but my argument would be that the Dans and the Joel Easley's and the Paul Turner, Sam Walker's, Niall Bells, Adam Thomas, have all been part of the winning teams that had those five wins in six games. And, um, you know, we they've, they've not become bad players and they're players that can contribute. And I think when you're 1-0 up and creating the chances we did, I think the team selection looked 
right. The game plan looked right. We could have been tunnelled up at half-time looking at a different game. But I think uh, the, the big problem was really that whether those players had the, the mentality to match... Um, you know, when they were put on the ropes by Solihull at 1-0 um, and 2-1, whether they had the ability to match them and come back at them, that was the, the, the key thing. Um, ultimately, when we got to a point in the game, I just decided to put the other subs on and try and rest players. Um, we talked long and hard as a staff about whether players can play that kind of intensity as Ebb's Fleet for 95 minutes and then the same on Tuesday night and then go to Torquay and give a good account of themselves because Torquay is a, is a much more winnable game in, in a sense. Um, but like I said, it, it, we do have to give players a chance. We do have to rotate people and keep don't overwork people and don't underwork people. And I thought that that might be a positive to come out of it in time to come if we have um, the likes of Tyler and Jacko and Sam Minahan and Keno off you know, full of beans on, on Thursday. Um, a couple of players like Niall Bell showing what they can do. Um, Adam Thomas looked capable of contributing. Um, you know, we've got another game under the belt for, for Paul and Joe and Dan. So if they ever get called upon at any point, then we know that we've got players who are much more match fit perhaps than they were a week ago. So um, it's very hard after a defeat. Um, and a failure to pick up much more than one point from two games at home um, to pick a lot of positives out of it. But um, again, overall, 23 games sat where we are and the points we have, we must be satisfied with, you know, that we're getting a lot out of ourselves and that I think there's the same to come. And if we are willing to invest and keep working hard and grow, then, then there's a lot more to come as well. It's another uh, long trip the weekend, I think, to, to, to put it lightly, Torquay away. You've already alluded to, to what's to come. We'll, we'll have a look at those in, in just a moment. But do the players, how do the players respond to a defeat? When it's when it's such a game like Torquay away, which again, like we say, a big long trip and it's a tough team who we've already played this season, do you need to pick them up after a defeat against Hollyhull or is it in the nature to bounce back? Um, good question, really, because I've, but I think we're all different. Um, you know, I... I haven't got time to do all too much in the game. I'll analyse it, but you know, I, I was managing the under 19s today, so I've got to give them my full attention. And then, between family life and other work commitments, um, but uh, I think we'll all turn up Thursday, sort of looking forward, uh, preparing and talking about Torquay, uh, what's gone on Torquay, Barnet, any other games. We can draw on some good experiences about how we've gone away from home and picked up points: Dover, Bromley, um, Sutton. Um, you know, we've picked up eight points in the last four games on the road. Um, that's a great stat. Um, Tokyo not in great form, um, whereas Solihull Moor were, um, and Ebbsfleet before we played them. Um, so it's a game where, you know, we have to be professional, we have to prepare ourselves, and um, I think the focus, if it's not already realigned by the time we start training tomorrow, will certainly change at training. And obviously on the bus on the way down, and then as we meet up at the hotel and head to the game then I think the focus will be on making sure we get three solid points from Torquay and come back uh, in a position where we can all be looking up again We're getting to that that time in the season now where we're starting to play teams again we've already played them once how much can you learn from the first half of the season so we're playing Torquay we've already played them we're playing Chorley next after that we've already played them how much can you learn from that or is it is that not how the game works? No, no, definitely. Um, I, I've, I think I've always been um, one to take an awful lot 
out of the real life. You know, because when you watch videos and you watch other teams playing, you don't always get a, a true sense. But when you get to manage your team against them, you learn so much. Probably the classic one was going to Flamatory and losing 1-0 and learning the hard lesson and then beating them 8-0 eight, um, eight and then, you know, the next game. Um, and that was kind of us just making sure we didn't fall into the their the, the, the strengths and the weaknesses. I think we've played everybody. Um, I think we've got a good feel of Torquay. Um, they punished us badly at home. Uh, we were very naive in our football in front of their midfield and allowed them to break on us with pace. And um, we can't be foolish again to play like that. We we need, and I've been talking consistently about trying to get in behind teams, um, you know, be a bit more make more cutting passes, more cutting runs and getting behind people and be much more aggressive and quicker in our crosses, uh, play crosses into the areas where we know we're going to be strong um, rather than what was happening the other night and we were chipping into the keeper's hand and playing loose balls. Um, th th yeah, there's, there's a lot we'll learn from that. Um, when you've, we've played, I think, 23 games now. We've played Solihull more. It's nice to have both those games out of the way now. I think we've got Halifax to come of the one team we haven't played. Uh, but I think that we'll, when we go into um, the Torquay game, the Chorley game, the Oldershot game, um, and, Halli and the Halifax game, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have picked up loads on our, not just the experiences against them, but also what we'll see and how they're performing over the last couple of weeks. Well, with that being said then, with, with the way Torquay, um, uh, to, to quote what you just said, the way they punished us uh, in the game we've already played them, without trying to give the game plan away, is it more important for you to, to score goals quickly while we're in Torquay or is it more important to keep that clean sheet? Look, this this is my big problem the other night. People will criticise our defence for being stretched to full, but that's where I think that the ball come back easy. I mean, um, we weren't strong enough to to. Be, I think when you, when players get a little bit tired, they sort of become a little bit sluggish mentally and physically, and they start then letting things bounce off them. They start don't move the ball as quickly. They're not as bright and sharp. And uh, I think that was one of the big problems we had in the second half. Um, and even even though we made changes, I don't think the subs really got to the, the pitch of the game and really played at the tempo that we needed to to break them. And that's critical in terms of us um, not allowing them to come back down the pitch. Um, you know, if you the lads probably look at me as if to say, well, you know, why why do you have to go back so many stages? But the ball is lost at some point before the opposition get an opportunity. The classic one uh, at the Torquay game was Joe Leasley just losing on the halfway line when we've only got two defenders against two. And that's a clear and obvious one. There's other ones that are much more subtle. Frank, when he, he dived after being touched, the ball ended up with a shot on target. And these are the things that we have to recognise is that we, we have to work harder to make sure the ball doesn't come back down the pitch. Um, mm. We have to work harder at the back to make sure we give the front players quality because when we did give them quality, they were able to get hold of it. So we've all got to work. You know, defenders have got to work better on the, that, that the side in terms of the possession that they give the front players, but the front players have got to work hard and make sure whatever possession we give them means entries in the final third, chances and goal, and not the ball coming back down the pitch. So... Um, that's where I think we've got to we've got to learn lessons. But we're working on this in training and without reinventing what we do. But I think that we've got players um, like Devante and Adam and, and Belly that if you can get them half open and down the side to defenders, they'll cause chaos. And um, that's that's a really important factor for us. 
So with the, with the game then at the weekend and County looking to looking to get a win back on the board, like you say, the last two games have yielded uh, the one point. How do you how do you sell the game to the players? Is it is this a big game? I'm not going. It's obviously not a must win, but is it a big game in that we want to get back to winning ways again? Or again to to, to sort of lean on before? Do, do the players know that about every game? Well, I think what we we have to do is just uh, talk about um, you know the what perhaps what Torquay are going to be like. I mean, Torquay have now lost three in a row. Um, so they'll certainly be fired up and intense and looking perhaps on the back of our defeat to think, well, this is an opportunity for us and because um, they've got to get back to winning ways. Otherwise, their season could slip into mid-table obscurity. Um, perhaps they're going through a, a period that we went through where you suddenly run out of steam and you kind of lose a little bit of confidence and a bit of form. Um, but I, I think um, ourselves, um, we've just got to be manly and strong, um, no mistakes, no nonsense at the back, uh, be well organised in what we do, how we get up the pitch, well organised in terms of every set play, execute them better, all the things that we talk about every week and every training session. And um, it's very frustrating for me when we we don't do the things that we work on and know they're capable of. Um, but you've seen in the last three games, um, before Tuesday night's game, where ex- set plays done well, uh, win, win games. Um, gain points um, and that's where I think that we have to be better from open play but our forwards have to be able to get us up the pitch get behind opposition win set plays and give us a chance and get a foothold and create the opportunities that we win the game um, well you know obviously we have to make sure that we're um, respectful of their attacking threats but I think um, the psychological side won't be there I think there may be a little bit of concern amongst lots of players about am I in am I staying in am I out um, what's the gaffer going to do? But um, I think that uh, there's, there's several players who've earned their stripes over the last five or six weeks and would be key to getting back in the side and making us a better team. And then the great thing is that they'll all be fresh and firing and ready to go. And I think we'll need that energy. Well, without asking you to name your team earlier or anything, does that mean that you, you already know the team for the weekend? When when do you make that decision? Um, I think it's formulating now um, in terms of whether one or two players did enough to uh, earn their opportunity to start or to be in a squad. I think um, there's always going to be uh, a late decision on the, the belly Frank or the um, Jack or Devante or, you know, Tyler or Sam. But I think that, you know, we've been, we've looked really fairly solid with Tyler and Sam at fullback. They, you know, they stop crosses. Um, they're not the biggest and the strongest when, when when teams try to exploit their height, but that's not talky style. Uh, I think it's the pace side of it that will be important. Um, like I said, um, Jordan Keane's got to come back in the frame, especially if Paul's got a knock. Um, then we've got to decide whether Sam Walker, Tom, or Elliot, which is the which forms the three, or or maybe even change change the formation slightly to allow us to have more penetration, keep things a little bit simpler for the front players, and let them have players closer to each other, so they can play off each other. We did that, but these are all the aspects of um, the game plan that that worked well at Barnet for us in terms of impact subs, uh, changing shape to have a bit more penetration, um, and ultimately, if um, all I want from my lads is to do themselves justice, get back to what they've been doing really well be a threat and then when we get in the final third uh, hurt the opposition with our quality in our set plays Big game as ever at the weekend Jim all the very best Thanks so much So Chris you picked over the two games kind of Solihull were too strong we knew they'd be 
too strong. Ebb's fleet probably should have won that. But who is your who is your man? Who's the main man? Who's the man? I'm going to completely cheat. Completely cheat this week. The man this week. Um, so there was a, a special um, presentation on the pitch at half time uh, on Tuesday night against um, against Solihull when County were one 0 up and everything was feeling quite good actually. Um, heavyweight boxer Chris Healy was introduced onto the pitch who of course is competing in the prestigious Ultimate Boxer Tournament next month uh, and I was amazed at the reception he got when he stepped out. There was a few people saying that was one of the the more rowdy celebrations and, and, and cheers that uh, that even some ex-players um, you know, haven't seen the likes of that over the years. So um, he got a great call out, a Stockport County fan competing in, in the tournament on BT Sport. So that he gets the man because it's hard to pick the man when we've just been turned over for one is my easy get out, but he wins it for me this week. <laughs> so you picked a boxer. <laughs> I've, I've said a lot and blustered there just to get through that answer. Right, well, you're not going to be able to bluster this one. Um, another long trip, probably, is it the longest of the season? Maybe It's the longest it of the season that we have left. Right, okay. So um, Yeah, it's not quite as far as Bromley or Dover. No, going to Plainmore, to Torquay. On Saturday. Yeah. So a tough game and a long trip. Who's your one to watch and what do you think the team's going to look like? I think the one to watch this week has to be Niall Bell. Um, I think he I think he looked uh, sensational in spells last night. And there will be a lot of fans who weren't at the game going, Niall Bell did not look sensational. But let me tell you, if he, if he was able to get that level of performance consistently we'd be looking at one of the strongest strikers in the division. He um, He's the kind of player that, with the ball at his feet, um, he can control it like a, a central midfielder. He's got a range of passing. Whereas at the same time, he's got the power of a traditional centre-forward. The fact that he was winning headers against some of the biggest defenders in the league, against Hollyhill, OK, they weren't on target, but the fact that he was getting up there and shows that he's got that, that presence if he was able to be a little bit more clinical in front of goal and literally uh, c- consistently hold that level of performance, um, I-, I think he'd be any one hell of a player. I, th- I think he'd be a player that there would be no question marks whatsoever on. But it's similar to Frank Mulhern. We've seen glimpses of this sensational player. We just don't see it often enough. I think Niall's done enough to hold on to the shirt and now want to see him kick on from that performance. So for me, that makes him the player to watch this week. And for sure, uh, there's plenty more to come. And he's young enough for all those things to, you know, for for him to garner experience from the bench, from starting. It, you know, he's young enough for all that to to fill it, to fit into place. And you, you can actually, you can see that in a couple of seasons, he could be one hell of a player now, Bill. Yeah, uh, I think he's got to want it. If I'm completely honest, I think he's got to want it. Sometimes he's. He's criticised on the pitch for maybe not moving as much as he could, not tracking back. Although, he, I must stress, he, he, he was um, certainly picking up his defensive duties um, more than most last night against Solihull. But um, he, for me, it's a confidence issue and it's a, it's a question of mentality. If he can kick forward and say, I've, I've got this amazing opportunity, I'm playing football at a club like Stockport County that is a club on the up it's just been you know I'm, I am whatever happens in the future I will forever have a champions medal 
from this incredible football club. If he can use that as motivation to grab hold of his career and say, I'm the main man, I'm the number nine, I'm who Chris Ridgway is picking as the man every week, <laughs> then the world is his oyster. He's just, for me, if he can, if he can use that, whatever it is, that fire in the belly or whatever, to propel himself forward, uh, there's no stopping him. There really is no stopping him because last night showed he's got he's got potential and he's got quality in bundles. It's time I had a mince pie, and it's time you gave me the questions for the county quiz. For the county quiz, that um, I think we will do a, an answers roundup show towards the end of the year because people are messaging me saying you never give the answers out. Um, yeah, that's that's a fair point. So um, we're jotting down all the answers here in house. We'll do an answers. Um, an answer special an answer special towards the end of the season how's that mince pie by the way um, yeah it's very good do you rate Clayton Park over South Park um, well literally one bite so give us your give us your questions okay and then I will um, and we can have a proper mince pie chat okay uh, question numero uno which football club did Stockport County sign Kevin Francis from? Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think I actually know that one. Good. I would hope that you do. Who was the first game in the 96-97 season? None of these. Um, would, you shouldn't be looking on the internet for these. No, yeah, that would be cheating. Yeah, that would be, be cheating. No. Uh, and final question... Last season, Stockport County went up as the Vanarama National Champions. But who was crowned the Players' Player of the Season? Should be an easy one for cut for the current crop of county fans. The current crop of county. Well, they are your county quiz questions for this week. Onto the mince pies. Onto that's your favourite so, bit. You've you've rushed us through. Now, everything. what you've done this week? They're very big, mm. um, and they're ice topped. Yeah, so they've got icing on the top. So oh. that's um that's quite an unusual mince pie. You know, you do get them, but it's not your standard mince pie. Um not my favourite, I wouldn't say. The yeah. icing I think really adds an extra dimension. I would never go for an icing mince pie. I think I think I'd go down the route of, you know, rum or something like that. The icing makes me feel um Christmassy because it looks like snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but last week we had Asda. Mm. As the as the standard straightforward mince pies. <coughs> You're enjoying that a bit too much over there. Yeah, I've got some in my throat. Um, Clayton, Clayton Park came from Spa. Clayton Park do things like your um, your very traditional English stuff, don't they? They make cakes and scones and stuff like that. Is an ice topped mince pie traditional? Um, yeah, I think. Well, a mince pie is, isn't it? As I say, iced is probably stretching it. By the way, we should say we had great feedback on the who is your favourite player from the 90s Yes, that one really tweet. exploded. Yeah. So I'm going to put another discussion point out this week um, and I'm going to need as much feedback as I can. Um, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but uh, I'll think of one and get it out tomorrow. But <clears throat> My rating for the mince pie, the pastry is very good, the filling is very good, but the icing does let it down. For me, I would say I'm giving that 5.8. As to still in the lead, no, I think, no, I, think you, I think you're being a little bit harsh. 
On Clayton Park. Well, it's, oh. you know, you can give your own score. You're allowed. I'm going to go 6.3. I'm writing down now. Asda, 7.5 and 7.5. And what did you go? Uh, 6.3. 6.3 and I went 5.8. If, if any, if league. any, if any media students are listening, mm. or any pod, math students, <laughs> podcast host Martin Johnston was talking then with full mouth and looking away from the microphone. That is essentially how not to do. Yeah. <laughs> also writing. Yeah, as well. true. Yeah, yeah triple, fair enough. Triple threat. Triple threat. Anyway, you're going to take the other two mince pies. You're going to have a second one, and you're going to have it with Jim Gannon tonight. Yep, pretty much. And don't forget, you can hear full match commentary of Mr. Chris Ridgway and Mr. John Kieran Stockport County's trip to Torquay United this Saturday on Imagine 109.4 FM. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>